to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. All right, all right. Yes. Bear is waking up. Look at that bear. Nice shirt. Look at that shirt. Nicest looking shirt. Yeah, you know, we sell those. If uh, if anybody's interested in a shirt, you can go to wakethebearradio.com. At the bottom of the page, you'll see where you can order one. So, uh, yeah, support. Wear our colors. Anyway, hey, uh, I, I'm glad uh, you guys are on. And uh, I, just those out there uh, would like to uh, subscribe, uh, hit the like button. We're on Rumble Live. We're on Clout Hub Live right now. And we are on Twitter Live. And so, uh, yeah, if you can uh, do that, I, I wish I could say we were on YouTube, but you know, when you do do it right, you get kicked off. And so, yeah. um, you know, it's a badge of honor. It's like, yeah, a, it's we a have badge a high of courage. Ex- yes, definitely. We have a high level of, uh, you know, of, of what we do. And so that's, that's a sign of doing it right. So get kicked off. They said now that YouTube's no longer going to kick people off because of their false claims of voter fraud. So I saw that. That was, I, think, I believe, those. those hmm. I those think that's cons- specific to 2020 election. Um, who knows? Who knows yeah. about uh, other, other subjects that might be questionable and might not be part of their narrative? Yeah. On to the next narrative. It's hurting business too much for him, I guess. People are catching on, catching on. But uh, yeah, the reason was because they um, that they they know that it's a false claim that election fraud is real, and that is their official statement of why they have stopped removing the false claim um, about the 2020 election not being uh, fraudulent. So. So they're, they, they've got some good evidence going our way. Yeah, definitely. So the end of the year, I know a lot of people are probably winding down with school, the the ones that have kids and uh, coming towards the end. So that's a good, a good thing. I know my wife teaches and she's got just another week. So getting ready for summer before you know it. So yeah, it's a good thing. And one nice thing is I know that this is a uh, pride month, the whole month. Um, at least it's one a little less time looking at that flagpole because they won't be in school after this week. So I guess yeah. there's a silver lining somewhere. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah. The season of indoctrination is almost over. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. They did take down a bunch of, uh, stuff you know in uh, target that was good i saw a couple of videos where they actually went there and checked it out because there's reports some were just sticking it in the back but uh the, the one that started the whole thing they went to that one and it definitely was cleared out so they had before and after pictures so it was good to see um you know that our voices are heard and and parents and you know churches that are awake and things like that they're uh they're doing it Yep. You know, uh, Uganda, uh, they have a Christian president right now, and they just signed an anti-gay bill, which was very encouraging. And um, it reminds me of when 
um, Donald Trump, he he didn't uh, fly the the pride flag, but he said, I definitely um, support that that uh, people have the choice to believe what they want to believe. And mm -hmm. so um, our president, he he did, he wouldn't be up there flying the flag and uh, he didn't allow it over the embassies right now. There's actually a gay pride flag over the Holy See, which is um, the, the Vatican. Wow. Uh, for the U.S. Embassy, the U.S. Embassy, uh, we have America has an embassy to the Vatican uh, because it's a city state. And there is a, a pride flag which says something about um, the condition of the, the Catholic Church, I think. I, I mean, it, it's or maybe it's just a um, it's a statement about the condition of our president present administration. I'm not sure which is true, but there's a, there are a lot of things going on about the LGBTQ community, the Smithsonian. Um, it just hosted a, a drag show to showcase indigenous LGBTQ community people. And um, at the same time, uh, we've got Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada that canceled a uh, drag queen show. And so I think it was uh, Matt Gates. He was saying, you know, what, why are we paying for this with taxpayers money? Where is that coming from? And so that that got an immediate reversal, as did. Did you see um, the um, M, um, the Major League Baseball? They changed their logo back to its original. They had a little rainbow pride on there for uh, a nanosecond. And then I think they got enough pushback that they changed their their pride flag and went back to the original logo. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those teams were doing that last year, putting rainbow in their logos on their caps, and players were saying, "Sorry, we're not going to do it." And that's really, I mean, it's not about they want to make it about hate. It's just like, no, I'm okay with people who are adults exercising their free rights to make good and bad decisions, which I believe are bad decisions. But, I, but I'm just not okay with it being projected over children who are minors at their high school or their elementary schools. And I'm not, I'm, I'm just not okay with a, you, the, everybody demanding that I celebrate it. You know, it went from, you know, and I said this last time, it went from, you know, we just want to be tolerated, which I believe we should be tolerant, to I now demand you celebrate my, my sexuality or my per perception of reality when it comes to the trans movement. So, I, you know, I think people need to just realize that just because we're against uh, a, a certain act doesn't mean we're against a person. We're yeah. against the, the uh, you know, unlawful, you know, gross acts, sexual acts. We're not, but we're not necessarily we're against people. We love people and we're never against gay people. We're never against the LGBT community. We're against an act that the Bible says is sin that's destructive to the human heart. It's destructive to the body. It's destructive to what God cares about the most, which are people. So any anything that's destructive to people in their lives, it, I'm against and because God's against it. So, um, but at the same time, I'm not against the person. I'm just against that act and that and that and that out of place um, lifestyle. But I still love those people, and and, and they still have the right uh, to make those decisions before God, because God has given us free choice to make bad decisions. So we should give other you know ad adults free choice, but not children. Children, they they don't have the right to decide. You know, 
they can't take medication at school without a parent signature, let alone have, you know, have their body changed or mutilated. So this is what we're fighting. But there's some good news around that. Like you just mentioned Italy. Italy hosted a, a, a family pride week, not not sexual uh, focused on sexuality, focused on just being proud of families. And yeah. that was pretty amazing to see. Yeah. And Norway, um, it just bans sex changes based on a study that just came out, which um, I'll be interested to see if America picks up this study. But basically, they uh, they realize that the use of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones and transition-related types of surgery, uh, that they, they uh, shouldn't be in a clinical setting because... Um, the implication is that a young person's fertility and future sexual functioning and long-term health uh, shouldn't be uh, determined permanently until they were old mm -hmm. enough to be able to make informed consent. And that would be over 18 years old. So that was, that was a big win. It was based on some, some good um, research that was done uh, and it was uh, peer reviewed in Norway. So they are banning wow. sex changes for children. That's, That's good. Good. Yeah. You know, just to make clear, I, I kind of hold the same position that Trump held on the, the whole thing with uh, well, the LGBT is, you know, Trump actually uh, created a task force to help decriminalize throughout the world because people are being, persecuted as far as being put to death, thrown in jail. And he wanted that to stop. And I thought that was really uh, a balanced thing. Like Brandon was saying earlier, you know, God gives us the right to make good and bad choices. And uh, that's part of free will, right? Mm -hmm. um, it never works well when you're forced, you know, to, to be a certain way against your will. It's not from within. And so, uh, you know, anyway, I thought that was a really – really a good thing yet he wants to protect innocence you know the, the young and stuff like that so yeah well and that and the, uh, going off a little bit different subject did you guys see the capitol police was stopping the youth from singing in the rotunda of the of the capitol yeah they, they were they were singing the national anthem and the capitol police stopped them so this is how uh, crazy our world is you've got you know, children's you you can change your sex but you can't sing the national anthem in the rotunda of the capitol building the national anthem and yeah. uh that just blew my mind yeah they were it, was it was inciting some what yeah. like another insurrection or something uh yeah it was, it was children the Rushbrook Children's Choir and, and what the police later told the choir director was that be, the national anthem is considered a form of protest. And I thought that is really interesting. I wonder if that was based on the, the fact that the J6 in, in jail at 9 p.m. every night, they stop and stand in unity and sing the national anthem. So I wasn't quite sure when did the national anthem be considered a form of protest are we still in wow. america for heaven's sakes well it came out of the war of 1812 with britain right that's where the national the you know came you know so yeah i mean it is a form of protest we we protested britain <laughs> we, we 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 protested tyranny so uh but i i think we're all about protesting tyranny that's what this country's about so. yeah 
Well, we live in an upside down world, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and God says that in his word. Woe to those who call good bad and bad good or bad, you know, or evil good. And, um, you know, that's what we're seeing, right? I mean, being patriotic is supposed to be a good thing. You know, no matter what country you live in, you, you know, being proud of who you are, it creates a unity, a common bond amongst people. You know, hey, we are Americans, and this is something that everybody should be able to, you know, unify. And uh, what's really interesting, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember what I was watching for it, but a lot of the issues that we're seeing today is because people are dwelling on the evil. You know, they look through history. You get a mindset, and you look through history, and you start to try to find all the bad things. But there was a lot of amazing things that came out of this country and it is far better than any other country on a lot of topics. And uh, and all of a sudden, you just start to glaze over it, you know. And I think that's probably our, our closing movie we'll talk about. This is, a, this is labeled a week of blockbusters. There was definitely some blockbuster movies and, oh and videos that we were able to see this week that we think are going to be the top of the list to show your – your normie friends and uh, those that uh, are still sleeping or have one eye open and one eye closed. And so this would be a, a good, good thing. So the first one um, that we were covering, which one did we decide to go over first? Uh, sound, of, sound of freedom, man. Sound of freedom. Oh, oh my that, gosh. Was, that was a great movie. I'm going to let you talk, uh, Brandon. You were there before I was, we went to a sneak preview. Uh, this is something that's coming out. Uh, during the 4th of July week. And so if you go to angel studios, you can look for this movie and um, it'll tell you what theater in your area. You could type in your zip code because it's not in every theater, but it's in a lot like sin and Lux and the century theaters in our area. So, yeah, but t- t- tell me what, t- um, what your thoughts were on that. Well, it was, it was a b- amazing movie, uh, uh, riveting, uh, hard to watch i mean the subject matter of child sex trafficking basically you know it's exposing uh, that there are two million children in some form of slavery today most of it is child sex trafficking um and it 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 it, the movie sound of freedom is about uh it's actually a real story about tim ballard who was working for the united states government in um, department of homeland security and they were uncovering uh, all of this trafficking that was going on of children and they were arresting pedophiles, but they weren't able to actually go outside their borders and stop it. It was happening outside the United States border and he was being hindered from actually doing his job because of the jurisdiction. And uh, he ends up, I'm not going to go into all the details, but he ends up quitting his job and going and fighting um, child sex trafficking around the world. And and his organization has um, liberated 6,000 children so far in wow. the last few years that it's been going on and it was an amazing event we went down to los gatos we went to a brewery it was kind of a meet and greet there we got to meet people from angel studios who you know they're the ones that distributed this movie they're also the ones that did the chosen and uh, got to meet um, some cool people and and then we went and watched the movie and then after the movie there was 45 minutes of question and answer and tim ballard got up and spoke and he was amazing passionate um, just really loves people, really loves God. He really believes what he's doing is God's work. And yeah, I, I got a chance to meet him at, at the end. Um, and it was weird because, you know, we're in, I mean, he did amazing speaking and he, he talked about, you know, 
how as a expert in in studying pedophiles that the current move towards transgenderism and the current over sexualizing of kids in this way is actually causing pedophiles to salivate they because he knows the pet he knows that world and he said it's mm. it was really sick and he was bringing this up and the whole thing about the kids being able to change their sex and damage their bodies before they're even 18 he's way against it and he actually at the end of the show i walked out to talk to him and he got attacked by a couple people they were like oh you can't you shouldn't tear down that community they're so and he was like no i'm not tearing the community down i love all people that's why i do what i do and they were just people were attacking him like you know it's only a few people but you know you get 100 people in a theater in, Amer in California, you're going to get three wackos. And and then another person kind of attacked him for, you know, saying, well, wokeism, that whole, you know, this whole philosophy, you know, basically the leftists, you know, all of the, the policies of the left are woke. And it, it got, started having a problem, was disappointed with him because he used that word. And I was just standing there, man. I just put my hand on his back. He looked over. He's like, oh, my gosh, why are they attacking? You know, and I'm like, I'm praying for him. And, and uh, it was a really it was a really great event, but it was really um, hard to see. Here's a guy who's, who's done more than probably anybody to stop this atrocious, these atro atrocities from going on in the world. And still people have to pick, nitpick and attack him. And I, I said to him, I had a chance to pray with him. I said, dude, do not take one, even one half step back. You're doing the Lord's work. Wow. Keep going. And don't let those who attack you, those naysayers, you know, have any weight in your head. I would just brush and Bro, let's we'll do this right now, bro. I just brush it off of you and flush that stuff down the garbage, man. I did, and I just got a chance to pray for him. It was really good. But you know, he, he here's a person who's doing all this amazing work and being attacked for it. And I just that's isn't that the world we live in? That people want to cancel you because they didn't they were offended by something you said. It's like you know what? If you go out there and arrest child sex traffickers and you're like you're gonna you're gonna make people mad. Like mm -hmm. you're gonna. People aren't going to like it. Those guys don't want to be arrested. When you when you start shaking things up and, and arresting evil and, and, f and coming again and coming against the darkness, you're it's not all about making everybody happy, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I learned a lot from that that movie. Um, actually, I learned a lot from the question and answers at the end. Um, and, and one of the greatest things to fight this type of uh, slavery is to study the early slavery that we had in this country, the right. Harriet Tubman's and the, you know, uh, Douglas and, and all of those. And, and what it was is the truth tellers at the time, they got louder and louder and louder. And because they got so loud, it got the attention of the presidency and, and Abraham Lincoln. And he's like, you know, there is, there's something wrong with that. Let's, let's work to get rid of it. You know, but that wasn't uh, Abraham Lincoln didn't go in there as his that, that wasn't his main agenda. Like, hey, I think that's what I want to do. I want to become president to end slavery. But when he saw it and these storytellers were getting louder and louder and that's what we're doing here. Wake the bear. That's what uh, so many are doing on, on a lot of these uh, alternative news outlets. Um, you know, it's we are the news now. And so yep. uh, by getting loud. And so I would encourage you to see this movie when it comes out and not only see it yourself, but get somebody that is unaware of it. It was really a Hollywood uh, quality movie. And I don't mean quality <laughs> in a moral way, but the lights and the camera and the action. I mean, it wasn't a hallmarky type, you know, yeah. nothing like that. It was a 
the full-on normal movie. Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in The Passion, and uh, and he was very passionate about this. I, the first time I even heard about this was um, seeing him interviewed on Steve Bannon's War Room, and it was just it was very moving. He was just like uh, so worn out from all that movie. He says, man, you know, he got to actually go on a couple live raids with Tim Ballard just to see what was going on, to to see that there really are bad guys taking advantage of little kids and stuff. And so it just like in a in a good way, it wrecked him. He's like, I can never go back. I can't unsee these things. I can't even sleep well at night because I know that there's this stuff's happening. And and so it's like, wow, you know, more and more people need to be aware of it to have that same experience. You know, we're so in our cocoons sometimes myself included, you know, we, we think about the latest, whatever, and uh, you know, going out to eat and, and not really thinking there's people that are really literally in chains, locked in rooms, you know, and abused every hour, like multiple times a day being basically children being raped. And, uh, and that's what he said it was. And the movie was very well done. You could go so dark so quick and they didn't. And I think that that makes it um, able for the full audience to see it without being triggered uh, unless you've experienced it, you know. And I know uh, the trailer uh, was, it's very compelling. I have a friend who I sent the trailer out to several friends and said, hey, let's do a watch party when it comes to our area around July 4th. And one of them showed it to their husband at dinner, the trailer, and he said, I had no idea that this was real. You know, I've heard about it, but I just, he was totally red-pilled for uh, understanding um, at least the complexity and the seriousness of of child trafficking from the the trailer. So I just want to encourage people to look at the trailer and find out where it's playing near you and do a watch party with others. Yeah. Since you brought up trailer, I got it right here. Why don't we... uh... You want to take yeah. a, a couple minutes? I think it'd be worth seeing. Yeah, um, only a minute, minute and a half long. Watch your trailer. Yeah. Show it. Here we go. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time with a child five to ten times a day. God's children are not for sale. How long have you been doing this? All years now. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? For Homeland Security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. Which means she'll disappear for good. Imagine walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What we do? You quit your job and you go and rescue those kids. So at this moment, she could be a block down the road, or she could be at Moscow, Bangkok, L.A. 
Major operator. It's all rebel territory. No one goes in. Not the army, not the police, not us. What if this was your daughter? There's no Marine unit coming. You're on your own. This job tears you to pieces. And this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. When God tells you what to do, It's that good. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, you said something about the movie. You know, they, they had a hard time bringing it to, to production. I mean, they finished the film two years ago. We were, I've been waiting for it for two years. And a lot of it was that Hollywood um, didn't want to show it. They didn't like Jim Caviezel as the character. They had all these reasons for why they didn't like it. And, and it didn't doesn't make sense exactly why. And I can, and some of it said, well, you know, no one wants to see this movie. It's too heavy. I mean, the movie is full of hope. I mean, it ends in hope, but it it is hard to take. And you mentioned, you know, that they the organization that actually um, that Jim that uh, Tim Ballard started is called Operation Underground Rescue uh, or Underground Railroad is actually named after the um, stopping of the transatlantic slave trade. And you know, you you mentioned also that you know we have to tell these stories. These stories have to get out. This is how you change culture. And uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, that um, a lot of people don't realize that there was a, a, an image of a of a black man who had his, his back beaten open, torn open, and it it got it was put in and published and, and put on and paper and sent out to show people to say, look at this. This you need to look at this. This is what you're supporting if you're still supporting slavery. And that's what I feel the same thing about this movie is that you need to look at this. This is what needs to stop. And people won't put effort towards stopping it unless they actually see the de depravity that, and, and, and are revolted by it and say, I, you know, I, this has to stop. So um, it's in, and, and it's a fantastic movie. It's a great, it, phenomenally compelling movie. So it's not like it's just a documentary or anything, even though it is, you know, true, a true story. Yeah. Wow. And this, it's still obviously going on right now. I don't know if you read the, the article, um, but in Cleveland, Ohio, in the past two weeks, the Cleveland police department, they started, um, advertising that there was a rash of reported missing children between the ages of 12 and 17 in the last three weeks, they have not been able to find 27 kids who are wow. actively missing cases. And so, um, I mean, this is, uh, this is, it's a travesty. It's going on. These are not runaways. They're saying, uh, they're not just people who, you know, decided to, um, leave home because of various things, uh, that, uh, so, so we, we know that there are strange things going on with abductions and um, you, you just keep your eyes on your kids right now. It's a strange time in our, our nation and um, you know, the enemy is working overtime to try and get a hold of our children, whether it's through abortions, whether it's through the LGBTQ, uh, whether it's through uh, CRT curriculum, 
whether it's um, through suicide, uh, the enemy who is uh, Satan, that he's the, um, the, the enemy of our soul, he wants to steal, steal kill, and destroy, uh, would love just to discourage us through this. So we need to, to push back against that Moloch spirit, that death spirit that's coming against our children, and be aware that uh, trafficking and missing children it is an active and very real subject matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, what, four weeks ago, it was said in front of Congress that the open border that we have, that catastrophe down below, uh, is responsible for over 85,000 missing children that have come across that border. So it's not just, oh, this is terrible that this country's filling up with people you know, from other cultures. It's, it's terrible for them. I mean, think about how many children got lost that wouldn't have been lost had they not been taken to get across the border because of our funky, you know, rules that we allow people if they have kids and and, and things like that, you know, and then we separate them, you know, it's just, um, it's really a tragedy. I, I feel for all the people even coming over, I feel for them. Uh, yeah. And then well, those that aren't missing, you know, the, the, the statistics of young girls being raped multiple times, mm-hmm in that journey is, is quite high and it's like unbelievable. Yeah. Your tax payer dollars are paying for what are called rape kits that are being handed out in route as these caravans are coming up. It is paid for by the American taxpayer. It has condoms. It has um, things, uh, the morning after pill um, and uh, they're being distributed by NGOs knowing that uh, a high percentage of children are being raped. So um, it, it just is, it's a reality that is hard to look at. And it's time for us to keep our eyes wide open because we are the solution very much like um, this, this uh, show portrayed. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I just want to point out to you about Tim Ballard, you know, he, he started this organization called operation underground railroad and here's their website. You can go to that. You can donate. You can donate to the show. You can actually buy a ticket for someone to see this movie. And then he also started, um, uh, actually, it's Glenn Beck who started this other organization called the Nazarene Fund, which is going in and uh, extracting Christians who are being tor- tortured and persecuted all around the world, but specifically because of the coming out of Afghanistan, this organization was started. Um, and so um, he, Tim Ballard is also the CEO of this organization as well, the Nazarene Fund. So his he's you know they have um I think it's a hundred and forty safe houses in uh, in America, well, at least at least three minimum in every state, and they're extracting people out of these horrible places and bringing them here and giving them a life and you know Christians that are persecuted and kids that are being sexually exploited. So there's an opportunity for people to give, to be a part of the, the solution. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it, it's not hopeless. We're, we're, we're actually going to win this, but we have to, people need to wake up and we need to fight back. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, also uh, not to, well, to jump back to uh, Operation Underground Railroad. Um, you know, one of the things that really impressed me was it wasn't just rescuing kids and then they're rescued. They have follow-up on all these right. kids and there's counseling, there's mentorship. They get them uh, set up, whether a job or in a house that's safe and they get them educated. They, they, they rebuild their lives. 
And so, you know, you do that upfront investment and it's going to save everybody in the community quite a bit of, uh, you know, because the trauma is so destructive uh, to, to a child. And when they grow up, and they, if they're not over that and, and have been uh, helped through that, um, they create more problems later on. So it was really a neat long-term um, thought process with this organization. And I, I, I did see Mel Gibson who was involved in that too. Uh, a number of years ago, I saw him wearing the hat and uh, I think he went on a couple of missions himself. It looked like yeah. so, but uh, so there's some good people out there. Uh, maybe that's how Jim Caviezel got, I don't know, you know, um, maybe so. the connection. Yeah, yeah. it could be um, probably, but yeah, you know, speaking well, of solutions, Oh, go on. I was gonna say one last thing that Tim, I, I watched him the next day. He was on a live chat and he said that some of the stuff he doesn't talk about is the, um, they, these children are not only just sexualized, but they're actually harvesting organs from them. And he actually said that they are, there are satanic rituals where they they sacrifice them. So he says, this is something I don't talk much about, but this is something we're also stopping as we go in. So and he mentioned the whole thing. And I was like, wow, here's a guy who knows. So anyways. Wow. Yeah. There's a bunch of questions I'd love to ask him. Um, the whole adrenochrome and, and things like that. You know, those are things that maybe a lot of normies aren't ready for. And so they might just put you in a different category, like, Oh, you're part of the tinfoil hat thing, but you know, anyone would know he would be the one to really know, you know, and uh, it seems to be a lot of people that have confirmed it, but I'd like to hear it from him, you know? Yeah. And it's really time that, that America stops even going to that tinfoil hat excuse, because we've talked about the whole, origin of conspiracy theory. I know, Brandon, you were talking about that earlier. Why don't you just share so that uh, we want to, um, I, I don't know about you, but I am sick and tired of the mockery when we find out uh, years later that most conspiracies are true. Yeah. Well, and the term conspiracy theory was likely, this is the the notes that was likely started by the CIA to stop people from investigating the JFK assassination. And so the, the industries that are responsible for evil are actually creating the language that when you let the enemy create the language, um, he has a reason for how he wants to create the language and conspiracy theory, calling something a conspiracy theorist is actually, a, it's a, it's a, it's a weapon to stop people from investigating or thinking critically about a subject because you tell them that there are certain questions they're not allowed to ask. And this is, this blows my mind. And this is actually connected to the fact that there's so much fake news in the world because the reason that fake news exists is because people who are journalists are not doing their job. The yeah. number one job of a, an investigative journalist is to identify a conspiracy and then expose it to the world to stop it from happening. So to say people are conspiracy theorists, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you are. That whole thing is just garbage. It's meant to get you to not ask certain questions. And so when people can't handle like a certain problem or a certain thing that might be true, they go, oh, no, I, don't, I can't even handle that. Don't tell me. Oh, I don't, I don't deal with conspiracy theories. Like, wait a second. I mean, there's like 180 conspiracies in the Bible 
you, do you believe the Bible? Like there's conspiracies to kill all the Jews, conspiracy to kill Jesus, kill John, to kill Stephen. There's conspiracies all over the place. You, you don't believe two people got together and did something evil? Like even if you hate Donald Trump, don't you think that he was bad and he got together together and they colluded together? That's what a conspiracy is. And if you don't have all the facts, then it's a theory. You're not sure it's proven yet. And journalism is job is to go find out. Is it true or is it false? Right. Not, not you know, label people because they they believe that something might you know, wacky, crazy, un you know, unproven theories. You know, yeah. yeah. So, That's well, that was blockbuster number one. So, oh, blockbuster yes. number two, I would say was the town hall. You know, how do you do a town hall right? Uh, you know, we saw how, how not to do a town hall with <laughs> CNN. They they exploded themselves because they uh, they had an agenda and Trump had nothing to do with it. Trump was not yep. going to have it. And so Trump, uh, he won them on everything. Uh, it, that wasn't so much of a town hall. I mean, yeah, people did ask questions, but it was mixed with the full on debate with the, the host, you know, and uh and so this town hall was at Fox and it was done with Sean Hannity. And I think a lot of people have mixed feelings about Sean Hannity because he doesn't go far enough a lot of times. Um, but I think everybody has their limit of how much they want to, you know, make a stand. And uh, he does live a comfortable life. I'm, uh, I'm really grateful that he actually ran a town hall where he let uh, President Trump speak mm -hmm. and didn't cut him off and 30. debate them and say, oh, that's lies. No, that's not true. Only to be shown later that actually what he was saying was true. And that's what really hurt CNN a lot was uh, he was cut off so many times saying, oh, that's not true. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, actually the research does show that it was true. And so, you know, Sean Hannity spared us all that and just asked questions and, uh, and let Trump speak you know and it was it was a great uh it wasn't as long i was a little disappointed it was about an hour long instead of like two hours i think but i i think if you you take out all the advertisements cnn did because this was uh didn't have any advertisements during this hour and you take out all the debates between questions you might have about the same amount of content <laughs> you know um and so they were able to shave that down into an hour um, and so, yeah, it was good. Any thoughts on, on that? I don't know if you, if you saw it or. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things Trump said that struck me and it should strike all of us is that we are living in one of the most dangerous times in history of our country. And uh, he was talking about the power of weaponry, the power of nuclear weapons and, uh, he said, if, if you could see these weapons, they can annihilate the, wor the world. And he, um, he said, I wouldn't even allow people to talk about it because it was really not going to be an option that we should ever even consider. And he kept saying, this is a very dangerous time for our country and very dangerous for the whole world. And of course, we know he, he said that um, give him, if, when he becomes president, all he needs is 24 hours and he can make peace in uh, Ukraine. And so uh, that, you know, that was, that is encouraging. I think he was challenged. You know, how would you do that? And um, 
it kind of went hand in hand with, he said, you know, I go in as a negotiator, I'm a tough negotiator. And I tell people honestly what their options are. And so just that uh, peace through strength is really his strategy. As we know, he uh, is a student of the art of war, the, the, the war manual that was um, from centuries ago written um, by the Chinese. And so uh, he is an advocate of that. And then the other question that I found very interesting is he was talking about, uh, Hannity was bringing up the two-tier justice system. And he said, you know, we have, we've, um, we found this paperwork. We've, we know we have Hunter's laptop and it was, um, we've had it since 2019. He's, uh, Hannity said, um, why do you think it's so hard um, to uh, get justice right now. And uh, Trump said, well, the Biden family is being protected. He says, he said the justice system is so corrupt that even though the laptop, and I could tell he had seen it, Trump had obviously seen Hunter's laptop. He said, the laptop has so much bad and incriminating uh, stuff on it. It was so bad and so evil and yet uh, they won't do anything because we have a dual system of government. And so he went into obviously his experience, which seems to be over the top in, um, in his part of, of being at the wrong end of the dual system of government and the justice system. Yeah, it was definitely uh, well done. Um, you know, right right from the beginning, I, I saw something in Trump that I, I really admired. Um, you know, it's easy to make fun of people when they go through hard times, even though they may be on the opposite end of what you think, you know, we shouldn't take joy. And when people fall, even get hurt, you know, and um, that was a really easy shot that could have been done, which was that uh, Joe Biden had fallen. He'd given this speech what is it, West Point or something like that? And, and then, uh, Academy, yeah. Yeah. Force Academy. And as soon as he walks off, I mean, he not only slips a little, he falls like right on his face, does a face plant, you know, he is fully down, yeah. you know, and they scratch. And, and Trump just said, I, you know, I just think it's bad taste to even make fun of, uh, make fun of that. And uh, I think it's bad for everyone. It doesn't make anyone look good. And so I just thought that was really, um, gracious of him that could have been an easy and he even talked about his own little slip where you know he had he said I, I think i need to grab your arm if i have to go down that you know it's so slippery with the rain and my shoes you know he said it could happen to anyone and stuff so i thought that was very gracious of him um so what he does is when he goes after people and calls them a crazy nancy i think it's more about what they're doing not that somebody's getting old or they're getting sick um, you know, uh, I don't know. He does capitalize a little bit on his senility of uh, Biden. You know, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. You know, what day it is. <laughs> he does. You know, he's alive. Yeah, he doesn't even know he's alive. But uh, but, but something unfortunate is a fall. Hannity asked him point blank. Um, you know, you you've got so much popularity, um, and what he said, what people ask me, which is Hannity was saying. Why does he? Why does Trump always have to call people names, and why can't he tone it down a hair? And it was so funny because the audience from 
from Iowa, they they said, no, no, they yeah. tone it down. And and Trump said something very interesting. And for me, it was sobering. He said, you know, are you ready for the answer? Because this is what I tell everybody. Um, I won the election and it was unprecedented. And from the moment I came into office, I was under siege and I was under attack. The people who worked for me were under attack. I was constantly in a war zone during my presidency. And he said, if you are not tough, if I were not yeah. tough, I wouldn't be here right now. Uh, what they did was so bad uh, and they have been caught, he said, and, but so far nothing's been happened to them. They haven't had any consequences. And, and then he stopped and he said, what we need is courage in this country right now. That's so, right. I mean, it was very sobering because it, he is, he appears to be mean to people who are doing unconscionable things. I mean, these are not just, they're kind of bending the rules. They are, um, they're evil. There's things that are very evil. And so he's tough with them. And that that's kind of part of the art of the war too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the key, you know, is that he, he comes off, you know, as he's, He's battling, like, I think your point about him battling evil people. Like, if you knew the extent of the evil things these people are doing, you you would be like, that's nothing. What I'm saying about him is nothing, right? And and I think that's the key is that there's really um, some I mean, some stuff that's coming out of how wicked, how corrupt our government is. And 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 I I love that, Chris, you, you know, I was tempted to call this show um, by the, the title that you – you mentioned when you looked at Elijah streams, I think you said uh, Johnny, Johnny Enlow's thing says the longer it takes, the more cleansing will occur. He got a word from the Lord, right? That we're in a process of cleansing going on. The nation has to be cleansed. Some people go, why can't it just be over? You know, I mean, all of us, every, each one of us here, right here on the show, always feel like, gosh, how this is taking forever. I thought this would happen by now. I thought this would happen by now. And there's, it's almost like you feel like a fool at sometimes because you're like, you're holding the line when you fit friends and family around you are still just asleep. And it's like, you know what? It's, it's going to take, it has to take a long time because that you have to catch people in their crimes and you have to let them make their decisions so completely that there's no there's no going back the the evidence is so overwhelming and i think you know that's interesting going back to like tim ballard's movie they knew that child child you know these horrible atrocities are happening to kids but they had to like let it happen to set mm -hmm. it up then to capture them because they, if they just went and got one, they'd only get one pedophile. They had to like allow it to happen, and then capture him doing it all. So it's kind of the same same principle, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think my uh, closing thoughts on that um, um, that interview, that town hall, was when he was asked about uh, Ron DeSantis. You know, that was going to be a question and stuff, and mm -hmm. he said, you know, Ron DeSantis says he can fix these things in four or eight years, you know, and I thought president Trump's response was perfect. He's like, you know, four or eight years, you don't need four or eight years, six months and this will be taken care of. And I thought, you know, that that's the difference between a person that's full of action and a person that's trying to give value to his next term and, and things like that, you know? Um, and I think, I, I do believe that he can get a lot of stuff turned around in six months. I, I really do. I think he's uh, he's smarter for it now. I mean, he's had four years under a lot of pressure and attacks, as, as just mentioned. And I think um, 
when he comes back in next time, I think he'll be on the offense rather than the defense. And I think um, you're going to see a lot more happen this time. And yep. so um, anyway, I, 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 I left hopeful and I also left like, how can anyone not go with this? This to me was a sure thing. It's a man that's had the experience. He's already gone through it. He is strong and he had answers just like that. I mean, he was quoting statistics, numbers, uh, percentages on everything. And it was just at the tip of his tongue. And I, it was not in an earpiece and uh, on a teleprompter or anything like that. It was like, it was part of him. And he, he thrives off of that pressure. I mean, the art of the deal, yeah. you know, I'm just starting to uh, read that with audible um, on my commutes and just to hear what his thoughts are. And he lives for that stuff. He was designed for it. He yeah. brokers deals, you know, and, and the, the deal between, you know, Ukraine and Russia, how it'd be 24 hours. He says, you know, I, I've got good relationship with Putin and I have a good relationship with Zelensky as well. And I know how to work both of those to, to get this thing to stop. You know, he didn't go into too much detail, which he shouldn't because, you know, let him broker the deal. He's mm -hmm. the one that came up with it, you know? And so, Anyway, yeah, it was a good uh, town hall. I'm so, glad. so you're saying you don't want to vote for this guy then? Is that what you're saying? I don't even know why that guy is even running for office. <laughs> it's it just like, I don't know if somebody's whispering oh in his ear. Uh, yeah. You can't even get 5% of the, of the polls. 5%, yeah. not even 5%. And, and everywhere he goes, people are <laughs> booing and hackling him. So you're going you're gonna to have a never pencer for sure within the party. Yep. And if you're at 5% and you've got a large amount of never pensers, you're going to, you're not going to go very far because people are going to remind everyone you had the chance. You did have the chance to do this and you mm -hmm. cowered to down. You did not make the, you, you did not make your stance right. and people called him a traitor. It's not, you know, it's one thing to be called like, Oh, you know, we don't like you for this or that. But I mean, he's being called a traitor, so he's got that to work against. So I don't see uh, anybody really. I don't see him getting above, you know, seven or eight percent uh, if everyone else drops out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what we're talking about is Mike Pence. He filed with the FEC all the paperwork to run for president, and he'll probably announce it on Wednesday. Um, but uh, and. And again, just referring back to Pence in the January 6th uh, opportunity, he had an opportunity to do the right thing with President Trump um, in order to uh, reject the key electoral college votes that um, were up for question. And his excuse was he didn't have the constitutional authority to unilaterally decide which electoral vote should or shouldn't be counted. And the truth is Trump, Trump said um, very directly, no, you did have it. And, and it was shown then because Congress had to pass um, a, a change in the law to say that the vice president wouldn't be able to unilaterally decide on electoral votes. And if they had to pass that, obviously it was because he could. So he didn't come through when he could have come through. And so there's a, a good, uh, there should be a high cost for that. He is not presidential material. And I wouldn't be surprised if you look into his past and you dig into the, um, into his state, he has a, he worked, he was governor of a state, 
you know, governor for Indiana for one term, his state had a huge human trafficking problem that he did not um, seem to be going after or be too concerned about. So I think that there might be some skeletons coming out of his closet sooner or later. And I don't think Trump is afraid of him. Yeah, no. And, you know, he's also in that lawsuit with the uh, Bronson brothers. I just watched another interview that's still going forward. It's still going forward. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, the Supreme Court, for those that don't know, it's these four brothers. Uh, One was um, suing a lot of uh, banks and and had that down. And uh, they decided to get together and say, hey, let's let's uh, sue to have uh, over 350 members of Congress removed the vice president uh, or, or Harris and Biden and Pence. Uh, because there was supposed to be a 10-day investigation, and there was over 100 representatives that asked for an investigation. They felt like yeah. something was wrong. And it's not to prove one way or the other. It was it, by duty, by swearing to defend the Constitution, the Constitution requires that you have a 10-day period to at least look into it, and they would not do that. Yeah. And so this is still going, and it's a, um, it's a Article 11, he called it, it's the first time ever done by somebody that's not a lawyer in U.S. history, and it has not been done since 1970. So it's been over 50 years since an Article 11, and it successfully just went through. And there was even more action on it just the end of May, like May 24. So not you know not even two weeks. So it's still going, and they actually have both um, both him and his brother because they were running in parallel and learning off of each other. And they were able to um, get the other one. Um, and so actually he's doing a, le- a letter campaign. His brother had one. They had over 70,000 people that wrote a letter to the Supreme Court saying, you need to see this case. I do too. Now Roy is asking, or Loy, he is asking that we do this again for his case. He's got 5,000 right now. And um either they're going to put it on the docket or or something by the end of this month, or they'll wait till after the recess. And he's hoping it'll wait till after the recess. That way he has all summer to get letter writers going. So we'll have a, uh, we'll have a link in there, but it's the same thing as his brothers. And uh, it would be great to have the Supreme Court buried with letters. They have a way that you can even have them send it. They'll do everything. You just either sign your name. You could do it with your finger on the screen sort of thing. Um, but anyway, I'll get you more detail for that. But I think it's really important. It's a possibility. Uh, it definitely is a real possibility still. Um, and so that's Loy, Loy Bron- Bronson. Yeah. So anyway, Pence, uh, needless to say, Pence is still on that, (laughs) on that list too. So, yeah. yeah. So he's the the fourth right now GOP candidate that's announced for president alongside Nikki Haley and the sanctimonious, as uh, Trump loves to call um, Ron DeSantis and obviously DJT. Yeah. And we'll see what happens, you know. Uh, Nikki Haley, I think, had a town hall, and it, what I got was that nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's at the bottom of the barrel right now as far as the polling. But, you know, you never know 
how much of the polling is true and how much of that is even um, trying to influence our thinking. So every part of the information that's public on the internet is basically co-opted. So, so just keep your minds um, alert that we may not, um, we may not get all the accurate numbers. And you, you want to move into the Great Awakening? Uh, that's that's yeah, another yeah. blockbuster that came oh, out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was a great movie. Great. Uh, I, yeah. I I learned a lot from it. Um, I got to watch it. I watch it in two parts. Um, you know, they had a three hour, three and a half hour video, and it doesn't start for an hour and a half. So it's really a two hour video. But it was a red carpet event. They had everybody who's anybody in the Patriot movement. I think one of the hosts was Tracy Beans. Um, so this time I got to see Tracy Beans, like her whole body, instead of, you know, shoulders up when she does Uncover DC, um, <laughs> you know, and I've been listening to her for years. In fact, she was one that was starting to look into the Q drops, which got a praying medic's wife interested and ultimately praying medic interested. But anyway, it was a red, red uh, carpet event. And uh, it was a great movie. Uh, any thoughts on it? Um, I think Brandon, you're already. Yeah, there was thousands of people there for the premiere, the world premiere. Um, I think it was like almost three thousand people in the theater. Um, they had. Uh, it was there was premieres in Santa Cruz. There was premieres in many many um, cities around the world. Um, it, it was a fantastic movie. It it highlighted the work of G. Edward Griffin, who wrote the book. Um, the, the creature of Jekyll Island and it has a, the, his actual speech, a video when he's a young man, he's talking about the plan of the, 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 the communists to take over America. And this is what they did. And this is how they do it. And he basically, he's, he's studied every form of tyrannical government and ha what are the patterns that they, you, that, that are repeated over and over again by every form of tyranny. And it just, it was amazing because it, they, they show clips from him and then they show to have people talking and then they show clips from him and they go back and forth and till the very end where he's actually there as an old man and he's actually explaining, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that he's even still alive, be honest and thank God for, for his protection. We send angels around him. Um, but he, uh, he really attacks the collectivism um, versus the, um, you know, you know, basically there's two major thoughts in the world. There is individualism, which says that the individual is sovereign and has rights over their own body and their own lives. And that's what America was founded on. Or there's collectivism, which is what fascism and socialism and communism is all, all these tyrannical governments are founded on collectivism. And it's basically you, you sacrifice the rights of the, of the individual for the rights of the, for the, for the, the perceived benefit of the good of the whole, which is exactly what we just went through with two years of COVID-19 is leaders demanding you sacrifice your rights for the sake of the perceived good, which was a bunch of BS and we all know it now. So anyways, the movie highlights us tremendously. I show, show what you're going to show. Yeah. Just a 10 second part. I just going to show the difference between when he's young and now we'll add dearly to the price of ultimate victory. So wow. what was really neat about this is he goes through the history of, of communism. So, you know, some of it we all know, you know, Marx and stuff, but who influenced who, what, and, and the takeaways I got from that was uh, two things, was the abolition or the, the abolishing of um, ownership of property, 
That was one. Mm -hmm. The other one was to get to, in order to get that was to break down the family unit because family units, um, are really hard to penetrate when, you know, those things are important to you. Some of the ways they did it, uh, with Mao in, in China, they noticed, he had noticed that, uh, women were no longer dressing like women. They were starting to wear trousers and, and dress just like the men, you know, they had the hats and they, they looked the same It was a unisex uniform. And what, what they felt like was that if you can get rid of that, you know, the power of love and all that stuff goes, the next thing that fills in your life is the state. And so everything you look forward to serving is the state rather than, oh, I want to serve this person. You know, you know, Christ always talks about how to, to love one another and, and have the other person above yourself. You know, we're focused in on relationships, uh, you know, husband, wife, father, son, father, daughter, you know, mother, etc. And so, um, and he, they get rid of that and they replace it with the state. And so if you don't own anything, and so what he, what he would show today, how that's happening is, is like BlackRock is buying up, you know, they'll have a catastrophe, like an oil spill or a chemical spill or, or rioting. And all of a sudden the neighborhood's all burned up and then BlackRock will come in and just buy up all the land and then they'll redevelop it pennies on the dollar. But now BlackRock owns it instead of individuals. And so that was the loss of property that you're seeing more and more. And, and I know personally, a lot of people I work with in the Bay Area, they're like, I'll never buy a home here. I, I can't afford it. You know, and they, they work, they'll make a certain amount. Hopefully they can go somewhere cheaper, you know, um, but it's, it's, you're starting to see that. And then of course, today's transgender is, is the blurring of, of lines of, of gender. And that's what they did with Mao where, gender wasn't really you didn't see the women and you didn't see the men they they all looked the same and and so th those are some of the things that stood out to me but yeah phenomenal job by uh g edward griffin you know just uh, i had seen that years ago him speaking and it was as if you were a prophet and they would play today versus yesterday side by side and um you know you say oh yeah that's how they did it then oh that's how they're doing it now and it was just a good movie. I, I would encourage, we will have the links to that on our website mm -hmm. again, yes. uh, wake movies. the bear radio, please go to that. Um, there, we've got so many resources, you know, by tomorrow within 24 hours, we will have the video, the audio is up, but we will also have all the links. You can just hit those videos and it'll take you right there. And so these are good ones that we recommend. These are blockbusters, especially ones that you want to show to your uh, normie friends. So, yeah, yeah, and that that great awakening uh, it is uh, available in several different places online for free right now. If you go to Rumble and and you just um, type it in, and I believe there's even a YouTube version of it right now. Uh, believe it or not, um, but uh, it's, so it's free and it's a great w one for a family night. And and if you get a chance to read Griffin's book on um, the the creature of Jekyll Island. That is a phenomenal book on the Federal Reserve and and how um, how we got duped out of uh, having our own um, reserve, our government reserve, and how it was ca captured. It basically was captured by the the banksters of America, the Rockefellers and Rothschilds of America. So uh, yeah, he is. An, if you get to see it, he doesn't do many interviews, but it, if you find some of his new his modern interviews, he's fascinating i think he's about 84 right now he's sharp as a tack and mm -hmm. just he he hasn't lost any any timing at all he's so smart and so informed 
Must drink the same water uh, President Trump's drinking or something. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, too, if you go uh, Tom Quinn on the Tom Quinn show, had him on about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, uh, live on his show on Saturday at 12 from 12 to 1. So uh, amazing to hear him. That's talk. in Santa Cruz. Oh, right. KSCO yeah. Radio. KSCO yep. Radio. Yeah. Tom Quinn show. G, G. Edward Griffin. Um yeah, hey, there's a lot of stuff we did not get a chance to cover tonight, and so maybe we'll get a chance to cover some of it next week. But, uh, man, this is a, was a great night tonight. I just want to encourage you that the longer the wait, the greater the cleansing. The longer the wait, the greater the cleansing. We are waiting for this to happen. Yep. And thanks for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Be patient, Thank you early adapters. <laughs> That's right. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great night. God bless you. This has been.